welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, Broads. Hi, Broads. How are you doing? Me or the Broads? I mean, everybody, really. (laughs) Just like the greater good. I am doing fantastic. You know, everything's really coming to a slow right now, which is sort of funny. Usually the holidays are the opposite, but right. done with my school quarter, only taking one class mm-hmm. next quarter. Uh, we are kind of wrapping up our recordings for 2019. And so mm, I am ready for a few weeks of rejuvenation. I will be doing my weird sewing projects and cooking <laughs> and just relaxing, nesting. I'm loving it right now. It is a lovely end to 2019 and I'm so excited for 2020. Like so excited. It's going to be good. I have a good, I have a good feeling. I'm feeling peaceful about 2020. We're going to coast through the year. This is going to be a vibey year, honey. Watch. We're just going to be like, (laughs) ah, 2020 starts. (laughs) Dumpster fire. (laughs) Um, It's always nice to dream big. Yeah, exactly. We dream big. We dream peaceful blessings. (laughs) Yep. Um, Well, today we have something that, so I'm excited because our last episode we talked about sustainability and that was something that, so good. good, And I was learning so many new things because it's something I really didn't know a lot about. And I'm so pumped because our episode today is something that Becca and I literally are like, we know pretty much nothing. Blank canvas. Blank canvas. And the weird thing is, is that I ended up connecting with this person we'll introduce in just a moment, or her management. (laughs) Um, But a few days before management emailed me, a really dear friend of ours, uh, Sarah, Uh contacted me and was like, you guys should talk to someone about human design. It's amazing. And she's one of those people that, like, if she suggests something to me, I'm like, girl, I'm in. She's also all about the personality. All about the personality and, and I'm and just like strengthening yourself through that and all this. And then I hear about human design. I get an email from a manager about a human design expert. I thought guide. it was some sort of cloning thing. We thought maybe this is a cloning deal. <laughs> We're like, are we biogenetic? So yeah. we have an expert on today. I am so, so excited. Aaron Claire Jones. Thank you so much for joining us via Skype today. Yay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to shed light on something you guys don't know yet about. Yeah. I mean, so since we literally are blank canvases, you can kind of talk to all of us as if, you know, you're giving your spiel about what it is you do, how you got into it, what's important to you about human design in particular, all that. Yeah. So you want to give us a little like intro into who you are and what you do first? Of course. So... My name is Erin, and I am a human design guide and leadership coach. And so I've been working with human design for a while, and it basically is a system that is based on your exact time, date, and place of birth, which is crazy. But the idea is that it gives us our energetic DNA. So it helps us understand how we're designed to make decisions, cultivate relationships, work within teams, communicate, like all the things. Um, And it's super tactical and incredibly grounded. And so that was what really drew me into it in the first place. And so, and there are about 2 billion different configurations. So like there are like five, I know (laughs) there are like five types at the highest level, but it just gets more and more specific. So it's just like, it's a very profound system. So a lot of my work is with individuals and with teams. Um, And I got into it, you know, I was 
working in a lot of startups in New York, I've always been in wellness in some capacity. And I think that when human design was introduced to me, it just made sense. It felt Mm -hmm. like the information itself felt so tactical and like something that could be very helpful for any individual, but also like I use it to help engineer teams and like build teams based on people's different designs. So I just could sell the potential and bring it into companies in a way that I hadn't really seen with the other modalities I'd explored. So I kind of went all in. It's been like such a journey, but I will say that it's really been in the past two years that like human design has really blown up just as a modality and as an interest. How long have you been studying it? Since 2015. Oh, okay. Wow. And what separated it for you apart from like astrology or something that maybe goes off of the same sort of information? Totally. I think that like, I honestly was never like, I love astrology, but I never went deep in and like human design. It was just like so grounded. It was like, yes, we need that information, but like you make decisions on like based on your gut and you need to work within small teams and like you need to wait to be invited in. And it just felt like so grounded and so specific that I just like, honestly, it was like the work in companies that attracted me to it. Uh, um, the, oh. I, the idea with human design is that it actually like combines a lot of different systems. So it pulls from astrology, it pulls from the Kabbalah, from the chakra system, from the I Ching, from quantum physics, from genetics, from biochemistry like all into this one master system to like give us our operating manual and is it maybe a bit more practical in its approach of like how you apply it to your life maybe than abstract personality yes yeah yeah, it, w- it was just like, I love the specificity of it. And I also think that like systems like Myers-Briggs and StrengthsFinder are amazing, but it's also us answering questions based on who we think we are, ah. like, who we aspire to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good and, point. Like, yes. Yeah. And I just like, and for me, it always changes. I'm like, oh, it's changed because I'm answering it for like a job or an opportunity or just for myself. And so I think there's like something really like relaxing about human design, just being like, oh, it's just based on this. And the idea is that it like not only shows us all the things that we're conscious of, but also all the things that we're totally unconscious of and all the energetics that are underneath the surface. Got it. Very interesting. Wow. I'm like so excited. So is this information all based off of a birth chart or like birth date or and time? Yeah. So it's all based on your exact time, date and place of birth. And you saw when you probably looked it up, it's like a crazy looking chart. It's like, you know, it looks like the body and some things are lit up and some things are white. But yeah, it's basically like our imprint when we're born. Okay. And like also what I'd say is that like I was worried that people would find it like limiting or prescriptive. And like I just haven't experienced that at all. Hmm. I think like often I'm just like telling people stuff they already know, but like haven't allowed themselves to really step into. So more than anything, it's just like giving people permission to be who they are. And is this also based upon since it is about birth time and place and date and all that sort of thing is that also rooted in where the planets were at that specific like is it rooted in the same thing sort of in astrology of how it's measuring where you were at yeah so yeah, there is definitely like where the planets are and like that definitely plays a, a big role it does take into account like kind of different um I think different things than astrology but yes it is definitely based on the planets and like what was happening the moment that yes. we were actually like brought into the world got it When did this like uh, come up? Was it who started the concept of human design? Like how old is it? So it's been around since 1987. So it's like relatively new when you think about astrology being like thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. Um, But basically, I mean, a crazy experience. I like love telling this to companies because it's so absurd. But um, basically, there was a guy who had initially lived in Canada and Montreal. He was an advertising executive there. And by so absurd, I just mean like it's wild, you know, but he 
ended up going to Ibiza and he was walking home one night and had like a very mystical experience where he basically heard a voice and the voice was like, it's time to work. And then for eight days and eight nights, he totally channeled the system, meaning like just this whole thing came through for him. And then he spent the next 20 years building it out. And he's actually no longer alive, but there are institutions around the world kind of sharing it and spreading it. But it wasn't a thing that came from like humans analyzing humans. It was just like a different <laughs> layer of information that we just hadn't really had access to before. Interesting. Wow. Abisa is a magical place. (laughs) Huh. Yeah. It's super wild. I think that like, and also what I'll say with human design is like, it's not a belief system. Like I'm never trying to convince people of anything, you know? And I think my experience, especially at companies and with most people, they just like the information itself resonates that they actually like stop caring where it comes from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're gaining something and feeling like you're being seen, it's kind of what, what really matters at the end of the day, you know? Totally. Yeah. And it just matters whether or not it's helpful. Yes. You know, like my business partner is like the biggest skeptic, but he's like, oh my God, this is helping people so much. And it's helped me so much. So like, yes. So I think it's been, it's cool to lean into that, but yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Is this something um, that people can do like online or do you normally have a consultant or like how, how can people access this kind of information after we, you know, after they finish listening to this and they're like, I want to know about myself. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, totally. So they can look up their design. There are lots of sites online on my site. It's erinclairjones.com slash look up and you need that exact time, date and place of birth. But as you both saw, like it's a crazy looking chart. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Mm. So there is information online, but it's like kind of like the wild, wild west. It's like all over the place. So it is nice to sit down with someone. Um, I also have an offering called Blueprint, which is like a 30-page PDF on people's unique designs. So that's like a great place to get started as just like trying to understand what all the pieces mean. Got it. Um, but also, even though there's so much information in human design, it's meant to be super simple. You know, it's meant to just be like practical things that we can integrate into our lives to just feel better. It's not meant to be like an overwhelming, like there's so much. How do I practice it all? Well, I think one of the best ways to dive into this sort of thing is having seen how it plays out. So, of course, we're going to be the totally. guinea pigs. <laughs> I love being the guinea pig. Um, But I think for a lot of our listeners, especially the ones that have tuned in for any amount of time, I think people probably know us to some certain degree. Of course, of course. So listeners, you be the judge as we're going through this of if if you feel like it applies to us. And of course, I'm so excited. Of course. To get into it. Yeah. And then also, like, I guess as we're doing this and maybe as we're being Mm -hmm. the guinea pigs, you can kind of break down maybe the different types types and main. Yeah. You know, you're the expert. (laughs) Okay, so we're all smiles because we know we're about to get analyzed from top to bottom. Play the guinea pig. Uh, We're also all smiles because we have Pete's bachelor season looming. So excited and smiles for the holidays, all sorts. But honestly, something that will always make me smile is knowing that there is affordable clear aligners for straighter and brighter teeth with help from the one and only Candid. Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster and cheaper than traditional wire braces. Treatment takes just six months on average and costs 65% less. Yes, 65% less. That's more than half. Uh, An experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state creates a custom treatment plan just for you. Then they show you a 3D preview so you can see how your teeth will look after you're done. It's actually very exciting. Uh, Candid's clear aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. And there's no hassle of going to an orthodontist office. Candid ships your aligners directly to you. And if you're like me, hey, 
you may have a phobia of the dentist or orthodontist, so this is a true blessing. In the season of giving, Candid donates $25 with each aligner purchase to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. That's a lot of money. Uh, we truly love Candid. And we know you will. So give yourself the gift of Candid. Go to candidco.com slash chatty and use code chatty to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash chatty. Code chatty for $75 off. Candidco.com slash chatty. Code chatty. So let's start by, and yeah, it's like, it feels so amorphous without actually like talking about what it actually means in practice. Yeah. So let's start with the five different types and then I'm going to, and then we'll go into your designs, but I'll also talk about which types you are as we go through. Okay. Amazing. Um, Perfect. So we have <clears throat> in human design, like I said, there are five different types and then there are like 2 billion different configurations. So like if you resonate with pieces from multiple types, that's so normal. It's just the first piece. So there are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. Manifesting okay. generators, generators, reflectors, projectors, projectors, projectors and manifestors. 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 Okay. Okay. So manifesting generators and generators. So Becca, you're a generator. Mm-hmm. These make up the majority of the population. Okay. These are the people that really have the energy and the life force to just like build and create and do. And the most important thing in the world is that like they're doing work that is deeply satisfying to them. Mm. They kind of have this like powerful source of energy where they're designed to wake up every morning with like a full thing of energy to use their energy in super satisfying ways and kind of crash and wake up recharge. And so for them, it's all about taking inventory of like, what are the things in your life that are the most draining and depleting? And what are the things that are the, the most exciting and energizing? Because when you're doing the things that you love, you're literally creating energy for the rest of us. Mm. Um, and so just like so important for you, for you to be lit up by what you're doing. And I think the difference between the two is that generators like are so powerful and like really getting into something. And then when they're done with it, moving on to the next one, but manifesting generators thrive when they have their energy in a lot of things at once. So they're often doing like five things at once and that's how they, and their like careers tend to look very nonlinear. Um, but the important piece here is that like your strategy in human design is basically all about allowing life to come to you, which is often so opposite the way that many of us have been operating, but basically like you're designed to be incredibly magnetic. Mm-hmm. It's all about allowing things to come to you and tuning into your gut to know what you're available for and what you're not. Um, mm. and like not about like what you should do, but what actually lights you up. So why are they call those yeah, I was gonna say how did what are, where do the names come from between those two different things like what is a generator versus a manif- manifesting generator correct like and how so, are how are those labels created so the labels I mean it all came through at once like it uh-huh. all came through all the information I think just the manifesting is that like they tend to move very quickly and okay. like those those people like like to do four four or five things at once versus just like, I'm going to do this thing and then I'm going to move on to the next one. So like generators are really here to master the process and like uh-huh. manifesting generators are here to find like the most efficient way to do something and like often skips a, a lot of steps along the way. Interesting. How does, how does that all land for you? Manifesting generator, actually, I resonate Lance more with. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, you manifesting generator is definitely more of what I, I'm always like, I'm sort of the master of nothing, but like the... Uh, yeah the player of sort of like everything. But the concept of generator and when you said a magnet, that seems like... I I have always said like, (laughs) which is such like useless uh, advice for some people, but I'm like, just see what happens and then like if an opportunity comes, decide whether or not you want to take advantage of it and then if you take advantage of it, go for it. And that is 100%, especially in my adult life. It's like, I don't make plans. It's like, I just wait and see what happens to me and then move forward in whatever direction feels right and that 100% resonates because I don't, I don't like 
grab life by the balls. I just wait for the the balls to float well, but, by. But they but they but they, they definitely float by sure. and they float by frequently. Like you'll yeah. see in Becca's life being from the outside, it's like stuff is coming constantly and it's kinda like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I it's feel like, like that, that the law of attraction or whatever. Yeah, and I well yeah, and I feel like I'm just like I, I sort of get the privilege of sitting back a lot in like different aspects of career and being like Okay, I'll take I'll take that. That's that's gonna work for me and I we're gonna move forward in that direction. So that definitely resonates and it really is all about just like living life in response it's like not until Mm -hmm. you get that gut response and then once you get that response you're like okay in this direction you know and like oh you know what the energy's not there for it anymore into this one 100 percent. and if it doesn't feel good like again that's that's sort of a very privileged thing to say but for me i i just i'd have to find something it doesn't matter how hard i'd have to to hustle for i have to be doing something that i've that i enjoy doing and otherwise yeah. I, I physically can't function like in a role that I don't feel fulfilled in some way. Yeah. And like, of course, so many of us, like we're really here to do work we love, but like generators and manifesting generators really do have this capacity to like do and create and make things happen. And so that like capacity is just like amplified so much when they actually care about it, mm-hmm. you know? And also like when you actually care about it, you're literally creating energy, like I said, for all of us. So it's like so of service to actually the world and your partners and your friends, like to actually do the things you love because it's going to lift up the energy of everyone. And it becomes just like so juicy and magnetic. Cool. Um, That's really cool. And so one other piece I'd add before we go into projectors is that every type will also, and it's not always based on your type, but everyone will have a different way of making decisions. Mm. And so for you, Becca, your decision-making is all around your gut response. So like you're basically designed to make decisions in the moment based on how it feels in your gut, uh-huh. which 100%. is like, an ex- <laughs> you know, and the thing is, it's funny because everyone's like, follow your gut. But like some of us, like, I don't have a gut response. I don't even know what it feels mm-hmm. like, you know, but mm-hmm. for you, it's like this instantaneous, like visceral feeling in your body. You're either expanding towards something or contracting away. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is to like, let that be your authority, even if you have no idea where it's going to take you, yep. you know, you're like, this feels right. I don't know why, but we'll figure out later, you know, or yep. this doesn't feel right. I think that it should, but like, it's just off, you know, mm-hmm. so really learning to trust that. Yep. 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 That's, that's, that's me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cool. And like one interesting tool is that like Jess, it can be really helpful for you to ask her very specific questions to help access the gut response. Mm. So instead of asking an open-ended question, like, what do you want to do tonight? Or like, what do you think we should do about this? It'd be like, do you want to go here or here? Do you want to bring this person on? Like, do you want to go out for dinner or eat at home? Like just these like specific questions. Yeah, it's very helpful that to know. That sits so well with me too. <laughs> like, like so turned on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were to be That's like, yes. <laughs> should we move forward with this? I can so easily access that and be like, yes, or like, no, or like, should we decide between this and this? But if it is like a thing of what direction should we go? And I'm kind of like, well, I don't fucking know what. Well, what? and it's yeah, it's so funny that you say that because like being partners with you, like, and then, then hearing it from that perspective, I go, oh yeah, no, I totally have seen that throughout our journey together. When I do do this open ended, and I'll sometimes do open ended because I feel like people like that, right? Because you can make you don't feel trapped or whatever. But I'll watch mm-hmm. you then sometimes feel kind of like seem like this is a little more stressful versus then we'll be like this or this, and you'll be like yes or no, and yep. it's easy. That's yep. such a good tip. Thank you. Exactly. Whereas, like, <laughs> it's actually good for you to ask Jess open-ended questions, which we'll talk about. So, okay, yeah, let's. I'm uh, so stoked. Let's get into projectors. Uh, but it, yeah, and it, it is funny though. My partner is the gut response too, and I'll be like, "Where do you want to go for dinner?" And he's like, "Blank," you know. But if I give him options, he knows in the moment. What's your partner? So like, 
he's a generator too. And it's okay. all about his gut response. So I'll be like, do you want to go out? He's like, yes. I'm like, do you want salmon? He's like, yes. And it's just like, he has such quick answers. <laughs> so like, I just don't, I don't get it if I just answer him and ask him an open-ended question. So it's like actually just like bypasses the mind and gets you straight into your truth. So mm-hmm. let's talk about projectors. So projectors are about 20% of the population. I'm a projector too. And basically, um, projectors are the ones that are really here to kind of be like advisors and leaders and guides and teachers. They don't really have the same, like you definitely are an energy projector. So it's not that you don't have energy, but you don't have the same consistent access to energy as generators and manifesting generators Mm. do. Often for projectors, it's really about working in spurts and taking a lot of time to rest. Mm. It's knowing that like your worth is really not tied up in how hard you work. Mm. It's in how you see the world. It's in your sensitivity to energy and the people into like whatever modality or thing. I mean, this podcast, whatever it is you're drawn to exploring, um, the like joke, but kind of reality is that projectors are meant to work like three hours a day, um, which I know is like not feasible for so many of us. But the idea is that like it's three hours of output of being with people of doing that and really spending the rest of your time like cultivating your craft and just doing your thing, mm. you know, and projectors often really need time alone to kind of disconnect from other people because they just take in so much energy that's not theirs, you know what I mean? Because they're so uh-huh. sensitive. So really having your own space to come back to and just like away from people is so healthy for you. You said one <laughs> thing that I'm like, this is so like, I, what did you say that you're, you're your worth is not in how hard your work or what did you say? It's not. Yeah. It's your worth isn't designed to be tied up in how hard you're working or doing. It's like for you, it's not about doing it all. It's really just in the way that you see the world and the way that you're guiding. So it's really not about, but our biggest shadow as projectors is doing too much (laughs) and becoming super overzealous. So (laughs) (laughs) called out, called the fuck out. out. Oh my God. Well, this actually really plays into the Enneagram stuff. Cause I remember Mm -hmm. my friend, uh, has the same, Saying either she has the same no I think her partner has the same enneagram number as you do and she was talking to me about her partner and she was being like why does he give himself like he makes he gives himself so much more work uh-huh. for something when it could be such a smaller amount of work to get to accomplish the same thing yeah. and she was saying like because she actually listens to the podcast she's like Jess is the same type so I wonder if Jess struggles with that and then I told uh. you that I asked you about that and you were like that's 100% me and yeah. that sort of plays into that enneagram number what you just said I see it correlation between those two things surrounding work completely oh absolutely i mean what you just said is like resonates like to my deepest core Mm. because like you yeah i mean you can't necessarily work three hours a day but i know that like when i give myself like specific times versus just being like i gotta work all day I I just I don't it's just not as profitable but I get I will continue to give myself work because it's like well like you said I put the value in that but I'm working all day I'm putting in a work day yeah and I'll do that and I'll just work all day and night and then just kind of be like well I should have just honed in on this because I do operate better when I'll go out and see some friends and like go to a museum Mm -hmm. and kind of just feel myself instead of just like you know drain but the level two of being alone is gigantic to me I need it's, my space yeah. and people, it's, I don't know if people put this on you, but the people then assume because like you like to interact with people that you are someone who is super extroverted, but I'm just like, no, I love being with people, but like I need to have my cave time. <laughs> totally. And to just like disconnect from everyone else's energy and yes. like the recommendation for projectors. I know that this is, it's actually like for projectors, manifestors and reflectors, but I think it's a little bit true for everyone, which I know is a little bit controversial, but the recommendation is that you sleep in your own room. 
that you don't like share a bed with someone every night, which I know is like so (laughs) not the way that we know how to do things. Yeah. But the idea is that like we honestly just impact each other if you have a partner energetically when we sleep. And it's just sometimes a little bit easier to wake up as ourselves when we're waking up in our own energy. Interesting. That's cool. I do sleep better when I'm by myself for sure. And it's just a thing to play with. Like, how do I sleep when I'm with my partner versus not? Like, what happens if I just stay in bed later, go to bed earlier, but just like kind of cultivating that alone time there? Interesting. Um, yeah. What are the dynamics? It, oh, go uh, keep going. This is a separate question. So keep going on this track. Okay. With projectors. Um, I was also just going to say about projectors is that like often, like this is such a great business combination. Generators, projectors are so good together because they just bring such different things to the table. High <laughs> <laughs> five. Um, but I think what's interesting is generators often like they basically wake up with an amount of energy. They like use it off throughout the day and then they like crash exhausted and satisfied with projectors because we don't have that same consistent access to energy. We just don't know when to stop because we're mm. kind of like riding off of everyone else's energy That's as well. So it's just like harder for us to create those boundaries sometimes. Mm. So just like something to be aware of because I find myself like working in like crazy. and I'm like, wait, why am I still doing this? You know, right. so just like kind of knowing when to stop and having someone call you out and be like, it's time. Um, what's the grace since a projector? I was actually, I was wondering as you were saying her, that her boyfriend, um, possibly yes, but also, yeah, I don't know. I was, but then I was thinking about it. I'm like, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really not sure. He could also just be a generator too. Yeah. I'm really not sure. I was thinking about that exact same thing as, as you were talking. Um, what's a practical, like what's, do you have practical advice for what that might look like of like how to reserve that energy as you're moving throughout the day? Because we live in a world that sort of expects all of us to be moving energetically throughout the whole day consistently, which isn't realistic for a Mm -hmm. lot of people. Totally. So I think it's really about taking breaks. Like as much as you can, like, you know, not scheduling like interviews. Like for me, it's like not scheduling sessions back to back, which I definitely sometimes do, but like really creating moments of rest in between, like creating moments to just like rest or go for a walk or spend time with my partner. So just kind of like building that throughout your your day, Mm. you know, and like not just like, because again, our shadow is to like do it back to back to back to back. And also just like honestly leveraging the energy when you have it, when you feel energized, you feel excited, Uh, like go for it. But like when you're exhausted, like don't keep pushing. Mm-hmm. you know and like just like be like I'm gonna take a beat I'm gonna take a quick nap and then like I'll come back to it and so for example Becca if you like involve yeah if you notice her getting tired like really encouraging her to take rest and not like continue to push well yeah, knock me out with something I mean that's the beauty of working in a creative field is that if it can be practiced like mm-hmm. you can easily work in I mean for some people who work a nine to five they're like well, I can't go like, you know, I may not, it may not look like going and taking a nap for like 30 minutes, right. but the fantastic like thing is, yeah. yeah, yeah. but the fantastic thing is, is like, if you, especially like you in particular, mm-hmm. Jess, if you work at it, it's like, you could easily incorporate oh, time absolutely. for you and this like, I'm just thinking of like, the, I think you said expanding and contracting and I'm really like thinking about yeah. that, about that expanding and contracting throughout the day. Yeah. That's Good crazy. Shit. And So one interesting thing for you is, so like I said, your strategy, Becca, was all about allowing life to come to you and waiting to respond. So for you, Jess, it's all about waiting to be invited in and recognized. So it's Mm -hmm. even taken to a whole new level where it's like, because projectors bring such a different thing to the table, it's so important for them to feel like truly recognized in whatever Mm -hmm. relationship or opportunities they're involved in and to really feel invited in. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's all about the invitation. So whatever you can do, Becca, to invite her in and really recognize her. And I think when I first discovered this, I was like, this feels so passive. I don't want to just sit on my couch. And I've learned that like my work is to just make myself visible and available for invitation and recognition, you know? So rather than like reaching out to specific people, it's like, here I am, you know, the people that resonate can find me. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. 
that actually, how does that land for you? I mean, that makes sense to me. I don't do that often, but I will say that there in times that I have done that, it's been profitable where when I've taken moments just and kind of like, like kept to myself in the sense of like not extending myself as much and allowed it to come to me. Um, it's gone well and I feel good. (laughs) I don't feel drained. It feels better. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I think it allows truly recognized. Mm-hmm. And maybe it allows a little bit for the energy of the universe too. And thinking about like, just, I'm just thinking practically with the podcast, like in terms of guests, like some of the coolest guests we've had have been people that have just sort of like the, the, the thing in. has just sort of arrived mm-hmm. in opportunity. That's not always mm-hmm. feasible with, uh, with of a course. business. Like obviously we've got to plan for things, but, um, yeah, I think that, interesting. That, yeah. And I, and I think it's also like, you know, you just because you're designed to be invited in doesn't mean you need to wait for an invitation in every aspect of your business. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. If you feel really recognized in the podcast and like honestly invited in by your listeners and they want to like listen and hear you, then like you can definitely reach out to people. But it's really about like engaging in like new opportunities, new relationships, like living with someone. Like those are the times when you really want to make sure that you feel truly invited in and fully recognized. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I talked for Becca about her gut response. So for you, it's all about your intuition. And so intuition and gut are different in human design. So gut okay. response is super visceral in your fe- in your stomach and intuition is super quiet. It's like a whisper. It's like a voice that you hear just like tingling or like a resonance with something. Mm-hmm. And so you basically are designed to get quiet enough to hear your own t- intuition, which is like the quietest of them all. And then just be courageous enough to act once you hear it. So you really have the capacity to be like spontaneous and impulsive whenever that intuition hits. Whereas some people like me, I need to like sleep on things and wait a whole lot longer but for you you can kind of decide in the moment well okay so wait so that's because your projector but my chart looks different so my intuition versus what what would yours be mine's emotional emotional okay so which means i need to sleep on things and kind of give myself time to feel into things before committing okay Uh, do you feel like you're connected to your intuition um i'm absolutely yeah that's always And it's just, I guess it's just the giving myself the courage to trust my intuition always. And I think probably in the, just the past few years, have I really like been able to give myself the credit that that's what that is? Because for a long time it was kind of like, no, you just do what everyone kind of says around you and you just kind of fall into line and then, um, or fall in line. But I definitely, yes, a hundred percent the intuition connects. Yes. Cool. What are these types of decision making? This is a subcategory. This is a sub another category. And how yes. many options so are based- for that? The- how many options are there? Um, there are, so the different options are, so there are the five types. So we've gone through three of them and we'll go through the other two. Yes. And then there's another level of how we make decisions, which is called your inner authority. So we have the emotions, we have the gut, we have the intuition, we have ego. We have people that are called self-projected. We have people that make decisions based on their environment. And then we have people that are reflectors and they make decisions in their own way. Okay. So All however right. many that is. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. All right. Um, I just wanted to add in yours, but I will, obviously we can go through them if we like, but I know it's a lot of information. So let's talk about manifestors. So manifestors are about eight to 9% of the population. And these are basically the type. These are the people that are really here to initiate and get things started. They're here to make things happen, kind of do things on their own terms and in their own way. Like they're really not here to be like controlled or told what to do or manage in any way. Like they often value a lot of independence and are very innovative, but they can just feel like everyone else is like a little bit behind the times. 
So if you mm-hmm. think about the context of like a company, it's like these people don't do well when they're being micromanaged in any way. It's more just like they're given ultimate freedom of like, do what you please, let us know how it goes. But often they end up kind of working on their own and just doing their own thing. Um, but they really, their strategy is all about initiating and making the first move, but also about informing. And so once they made a decision, kind of reflecting on all the people that decision is going to impact and making sure they let them know. Hmm. Interesting. So like if we are looking at a business, what maybe role would a manifester have or like excel at? Would it be like CEO or is this more like someone who's coming in and is like, I'm going to do all the the branding for you guys and then peace out and be with someone else? Yeah, that's a great one. I think that like I did a session with the manifester today who's like a COO, but like her role is basically initiating all the new projects and then she has the team to like manage the rest. I resonate really hard with this one as well because I like I like big ideas. Do I actually want to put in any work behind the big ideas? No, absolutely not. But I love coming up with new Mm -hmm. creative ways of solving problems, but not act, but not. Yeah. I love like, like if, like if a business was, I'm like, what job is this that I could do this? Because if a business was to come to me (laughs) and say, here is our plan, I can take that and be like, let's change this. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then you move on to the and then you handle you figure out what that looks like practically but i really like the process of like editing and coming up with creative solutions but not actually implementing them i do not like doing the work behind it yeah yeah but it's like the energy of actually just creating it yep cool yeah that's interesting awesome and yeah so there i mean it's and again it can look a little bit different it's like you can shape a job based on it but it is where they have that freedom you just like initiating create and they don't just stick with it forever they can Mm. hand it off um, and then the last type is a reflector and this is about 1% of the population. Oh, wow. Ooh. And so they're very rare. Um, but they're these like very magical beings where they kind of are very sensitive to their physical environment. So they basically take in everything in their environment and mirror it back, kind of like reflect back the state of things. So you really get a sense of like the state of like a company or a team or just like a city by how that person's showing up because they're taking in so much from their environment. So the most important thing they can do is just choose to be in spaces that feel good to them because they're going to take it in all the ways. But also their identities are always changing. Like Hmm. over the course of a month, they're going to have periods where they feel like a manifester, like a projector, like a manifesting generator. And so it's really about kind of like allowing that fluidity in their identity and not putting themselves into one box. Interesting. You're making these people sound like fairies. I'm like, who are these people in (laughs) real life? What what might this look like uh, in a person? So I think in a person, it's always hard for me to like a lot of the different energy types, they'll have like different energy signatures. So I can uh-huh. often like guess what someone is. Um, but I think that, and just for context, like generators are all about like open and enveloping and just like pulling everything in. Projectors are like super intense and penetrating and like locking into you. And manifestors are a little bit more like closed and not really letting people in unless they initiate it. Reflectors are trying all the things. So like someday they might show up like a manifesting generator and then like the next day they might show up as a projector. And so like they're just a little bit harder to guess who they are, but like they also have such a powerful perspective. Like they just see the world in a way that many others don't. And so whenever I've had reflectors on my team, I'm just like asking them questions all the time because the way that they perceive and see things is so unique. Would they Um, tend to have identity issues, self-identity issues? Okay. Yeah. And, and also that can be true in other designs as well, but it's more that like they just, if they try to fix themselves into one identity, it's going to be very challenging. Mm. If they allow themselves to be surprised every day based on like what they're feeling and how they wake up as, then like they're probably going to feel really good. Which I'm um, sure is like so tough to be a reflector because everything about our society yeah. wants to put you in one role always and like in one box. Totally. So that seems like it would be a challenging uh, uh, type to be. 
Yeah. And I think that like often I'm so happy when reflectors come to me and I probably work for like 30 or 40 at this, this point, which is amazing. But like, it's often like so validating for them because they're like, I spent so much of my life trying to be all these other things. And yeah. so like kind of relaxing into being a reflector is actually so empowering. Hmm. And like, I'm, and they're so, their perspective really is so valuable that I love whenever I meet one. But like, what's also a little bit challenging is when I talk about the different way of making decisions, reflectors are designed to give themselves a full 30 days before they make a big decision, which feels like probably a little bit crazy to both of you wow. and to me, but every, every reflector I've talked to is like, I know I need like multiple cycles. Sometimes I'm like, what? But they kind of need that period of time to really sample an option before they commit to something. And is that just because like every day they might be kind of different? <laughs> so to, it's yeah, kind of like cycle through all the, you have their to know own perspectives. <laughs> They need to cycle through all the options. Like I had a client who was like a meta photographer and she like took on all of his excitement. She's like, I want to be a photographer. This is it. You know? And then like three weeks later, she's like, I'm done, you know, onto the next thing. But she kind of needed to like go into it in that way. So yeah, there's something about like 30 days that offers them consistency and like fully feeling into something, which is crazy. In terms of roles in the world, would these people be like healers, explorers? Like, I'm just trying to think of like practice, like what kind of people, you know, like, yeah, nomads, like, I know. I think that like, and I think that we can all kind of be anything, but I would say a lot of the reflectors I work with are kind of like head of people or head of culture. They like, they would work in HR. Mm. Um, so there's something about working with people in that way. They're so good at facilitating groups. Mm. So like kind of being in a position where they're like facilitating and like synthesizing perspectives is so great. They're kind of meant to be like the heart of a community or company and just like allowed to like move around. Okay. I always say that in the context of con- companies, like it would be great if they were just like the could just like whisper into the CEO's ear, like everything they saw, mm. you know what I mean? And like their perspective was valued in that way. Um, but yeah, a lot of the people that I work with are in HR. That's helpful. Is, that, that helps me yeah. sort of get yeah. a perspective on who these people do. Might be. Can we yeah. do that with every type? Would that be okay? Yeah. <laughs> so then totally. like for a manifester, maybe a, obviously, like you said, everyone can be anything really, but yeah, yeah. if we can sort of place people no, I, in positions, yeah. let's yeah. stereotype people. <laughs> I get it though. I I think it grounds it. So I think with manifestors, it would be like, you know, a chief innovation officer or like a founder who's not like the operating CEO, Mm. you know, somebody that's just like, like I've had a lot of manifestors that like are branding strategists where they like come in, lay the strategy, like you were even suggesting and leave, you Mm. know? So like any position that allows them to like keep innovating and not having to like stick with something to like see it all the way through. Cause that's not their role. You'd be great at that. (laughs) I'd love to, I've, I've loved to be a branding, whatever you just said, or like a Don (laughs) Draper type person who comes up with different ad campaigns for companies constantly. Well, I don't know if I want to come up with them though. I want to like, I want to advise. I want them to give me their their advertising campaign (laughs) and then i'll say that's shit that's good that's shit we need to take this in this direction i like that um and then for projectors um i think that like projectors within the context of companies make really good managers and like ceos and leaders where like their role is really just in like taking care of the team and making sure everyone's doing okay not meant to be in the hustle of it all, but leading from the outside. They also work really well with like people one-on-one. And so like a lot of like therapists or coaches or healers, I will say like, they also ask really good questions. I feel like so many podcast hosts I've talked to are projectors as well. Mm. So I think in a position where they can like ask questions and connect with people in that way is also really good. Good. Makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think with generators, I mean, with generators and manifesting generators, it can kind of be anything. It's just got to be like for you, it's like, it can be like coming in and sharing the thing and leaving. It's just Mm got to be like the thing that you're so lit up by. Mm -hmm. And like, it's also knowing that like the thing that you're not lit up by, like somebody else will be, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like not trying to do the things that you don't enjoy. Like, you know, once 
quick story is like I was in Morocco a few months ago and we got all these rugs and we came back and we we're getting the rugs cleaned. And the guy who came over to get the rugs clean, he had rug life tattooed onto his hands. <laughs> and Stop. I was like, I know. No, seriously. And he was like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Like this is literally like lights me up to like clean your rugs and bring you back like the best rugs you've ever seen. That makes me so happy to know that there's someone right? out there that that makes them so happy. Yes. And just like trusting that like everyone's got their thing. And so I think for generators and manifesting generators, it's just like finding their thing, you know, I think, and, and for manifesting generators, it is like allowing themselves to be all the things like to be the lawyer and the mom and own the dance studio and, and, and not like put themselves into one box. Yes. So, but it obviously can look a lot different. So is manifesting generate, is that sort of a combination of manifest manifester and generator? Like, is that why it's it's called the two or... It's like a generator at heart, but it has that manifesting capacity. So it does like a lot of the manifestor pieces will resonate. Okay. And it's so interesting just looking at your chart because like you are like one little gate away from being that. So like there's just like there's there's so much capacity within you. Like you've got – I mean, yeah, it's hard to even articulate it. But like you've got so much like innovative like individual energy of just like bringing new ideas to the world. And there's like one little gate that – um yeah. So without getting too complicated. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're about to go a level deeper with all this info, and it's so amazing, so fabulous, but let's pause to talk about something else that is fabulous. It's fab fit fun. That sounds so lonely without Becca. Um, FabFitFun is a woman's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. And this box retails for $49.99, but always always has a value of over $200. I mean, you broads know how we feel about this box. It is our absolute favorite, and it is always filled to the brim with goodness. And the winter box is no exception, and it's on sale now. This is personally one of my favorite boxes I think they've ever had. Um, In my box, I got a pair of the most comfy faux fur slippers that I've been wearing nonstop, a beanie and arm warmer set from Rebecca Minkoff, which, by the way, is valued at $70 on its own, that's almost double the price of the box itself. And, oh my gosh, my most most favorite thing is the makeup eraser towel. It's this reusable makeup remover towel that erases all your makeup with just water. It's amazing and it's sustainable. Give yourself the gift of FabFitFun this season before the box sells out. Or get one for someone you love. It's the most fun present and has the best value. Use coupon code CHATTY for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's $10 off your first box by using coupon code chatty at www.fabfitfun.com. That makes this box only $39.99. Coupon code chatty. And speaking of gifts, I would like to tell you about a product that is a gift to all cats and cat owners alike. It's Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell. Listen, this is the best litter in the world. I said it. It is the best. If you are a cat owner, there is no reason not to use Pretty Litter. It's a must. And if you know a cat owner, bless them by telling them about Pretty Litter. Seriously. Pretty Litter spares sanity and storage space because it's shipped in a small, lightweight bag that lasts an entire month. No more dragging giant bags out of the grocery store twice a month. Broads. 
above all else. Here is why Pretty Litter is a pet parent's hero. It's a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors health, uh, cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. Uh, you won't find this kind of innovation in any other conventional litter. And I'm so excited to tell you that right now, Pretty Litter has a cat essentials kit. This amazing set has everything your feline friend needs, including an anti-scatter litter box, a durable scooper, premium pretty please cat food, a ceramic bowl, a feather wand toy, and of course, a month's supply of pretty litter. What happy holidays indeed. This is such a great gift for a cat owner, my goodness, or for yourself or for your cat. There you go. Whether there's a new cat in your life or you're ready to upgrade the necessities, the Cat Essentials Kit has everything you need. Get yours today or one for a friend or a family member. Go to Pretty Litter cats.com slash chatty and use promo code chatty for $25 off. That's prettylittercats.com slash chatty promo code chatty for $25 off. Okay. Next cool. tier. Yes. <laughs> okay. You want to know about decision making now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we talked about the gut and the intuition. Mm-hmm. So the gut is for you, Becca. The intuition is for Jess. And so, or do you guys want to hear about your charts? Maybe we should get it. I don't know. Let's, can we do like a quick overview of like the rest of yeah. the chart and then like dive into ours at towards the end? Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys tell me. So, okay. So I mentioned emotional. So emotional is possible for manifestors, projectors, generators, and manifesting generators. So if you're emotional, like you might have a strong gut response if you're a generator or manifesting generator, but like, we're not designed to make decisions in the moment. We need to sleep on things and like really Mm -hmm. take a lot of time before we commit because we're kind of always riding this emotional wave and we don't want to make decisions on the high or the low of that wave. Um, then there are people, we call them ego. This is only true for manifestors or projectors. And they're basically designed to make decisions based on whether or not they really have the willpower or the fortitude to do do something. Mm -hmm. So it's really like when their heart is in it, they can literally move mountains when their heart's not in it. Like it's just not going to happen. And so they're designed to be a little bit selfish in their decision-making, like always asking themselves, like, will this decision truly take care of me? And like, and encouraging them to do that. And often these people like are trying to make decisions on behalf of everyone else. So it's like a whole new way of just being like, will this decision actually take care of me? Mm. Um, there are some people called self-projected, which is just possible for projectors. And this is all about talking things out. So they're kind of designed to verbally process and Mm. just allow themselves to speak. And by just surrounding themselves by people that they trust and allowing themselves to speak, their truth literally just comes out. And their decision-making is so connected to their identity. So it's always asking themselves questions like, will this like allow my self-expression? Like, will this decision make me happy? Like, will it move me in the right direction? Mm. Um, there is also something called no authority or mental, which is just true for projectors. And these people are also designed to talk things out, but also honestly just be in environments that feel good. Like it's so important for them to just be in physical spaces that feel good. And then in those spaces, kind of allowing themselves to speak and see what shows up. Um, and then I mentioned the reflector one, which is giving them a full 30 days before committing. So that's super high <laughs> level, but just so you get a, a little bit of, I know it's yeah. wild. Um, just so you get a little bit of a sense of where they all come from. But again, you can imagine if you're working with somebody or like for me, I'm dating someone who like I make decisions by sleeping on things and he makes decisions at the moment. Like if we didn't have that language, we might make each other wrong for it. But now I'm like, oh, you know, in the moment, like I'm going to need to take a beat and I'll let you know tomorrow. And so it can just yeah. like allow people to work together so much more harmoniously because you just like understand what they need to actually make a decision that's right for them. Yeah, that's so interesting too, especially with a partner. Like, I mean, with Beck and I, if you're gut and I am intuition, there is the understanding. I would imagine just like 
subconsciously that we've had where we just kind of I, have just trusted each other because we both, I guess, silently kind of just know when you know. But exactly. if, you're, if you're with a partner and I would assume that maybe my husband is someone who is one who needs to like either sleep on it or take some time that sometimes yeah. we that you, you can go really like head to head and I can be like, why are you being so lazy about making this decision? And it's not a laziness totally. thing. I'm sure it's literally like, no, I genuinely for the right decision. I need time. Yeah. And I'm like, but if you know, you know, why don't, why can't you figure it out? I do feel like gut and intuition are similar in that way where I can, I may not like have intuition the same way, but I can co- totally understand. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel the same way yeah. about gut. You know, it's like, I get, yeah. I get how we, when we talk about decision making, it, it is on similar terms. Yes. Where it's like, what do you think? Do you yeah. feel that? Yeah. You feel that? Yeah. What do you, yes. Yeah. And we trust and yeah. then we can move forward. Yeah. Quite easily in that way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And there's such similarity in that you guys can actually make the decisions in the moment. Like you're going to know in different ways, but you'll both know you're like, okay, let's go or no, this doesn't feel right yet. And so there is, even though it's different, there's such like harmony within those two. Yeah. I definitely think maybe we should, uh, especially for a slightly limited on time, I think we should go into both of our charts so we can sort of see that practical application play out. And then I'm sure people will get really stoked to look up their own charts. Amazing. Okay. Who wants to start? Let's do it, Becca. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. So basically a few areas, I'm going to go through a few pieces. So, okay. Oh, so can I say this quick? That- Sorry for our listeners. Um, I'm going to put in our episode notes, the test, uh, that you have or yes. the, the thing so that when you're following along, if you don't mind reading like what you're doing, so then they can kind of see with their own, the, label ha- the of flow thing, yeah. of what's happening. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. So again, if you want to look it up, you can go to erinclairjones.com slash look up. And so far we've looked at the type. We've looked at the strategy, which corresponds with the type and the decision-making is called inner authority. Okay. The one thing is the intuition one for you is called splenic. Everything else I gave the other language for, and the gut is called sacral. Um, so now I'm going to talk about the open centers. And so there's like not a label for it, but basically there are areas in your design that you are kind of really open and sensitive to taking in other people's energy. And they're kind of, those are the areas where you're really here to be wise, but also can get the most taken off track. May I ask and so, real quick about when you're talking about the decision-making, does that also have to do with a certain area of your body that you may feel energy? Because when you said gut, I feel everything in my gut not just like how I make decisions but like physically every aspect of my emotions is manifested in my digestive tract and in like stomach aches and like all that kind of thing I I literally feel everything in my gut totally yeah and your gut is like such a powerful and activated part of your design I think often I find that like the areas in which we're having like problems are when we're like not in total alignment so like I would imagine like if you're really listening to your gut and like letting it guide you it might feel better Mm -hmm. you know but if maybe you're ignoring your gut or like taking on other people's stuff it might get a little bit clouded Mm -hmm. so it definitely but like the gut is meant to be that like sacral stomach super visceral interesting so so let's talk about the emotional center. So you guys actually both have your emotional center open, um, which means that you're like, which is great because it's something that you guys share, but it also means that you're both like hyper empaths mm-hmm. where there is just like a real sensitivity to like other people's emotions and like not even always like, ex- like knowing where they're at, but like experiencing their emotions, like sometimes more intensely than they do, mm-hmm. which can just be like a little bit overwhelming at times or like be too much. And so like you guys are both really here to be like wise about how 
like other people's emotions, but not take it on as your own, like learning to kind of mirror back where people are without just like getting consumed by it or getting lost in their emotional wave. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Do you guys feel that at all in your life? Yeah. I feel that drastically. Yes. (laughs) I think I pretend like I don't feel it. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's maybe stereotypes of what it means to be an empath. And I think that some people like looking at me would say like that I'm not an empath. And I think that I 100% take on people's emotional energy, like 100%. And I can't be around certain types of people because I will come home feeling physically and mentally like exhausted to the point where I can't, I can't even like function. Like we went on a family vacation with, uh, family members that were that were my partners not my own and just having to deal with it wasn't even like negative but dealing with family dynamics for like three days that I wasn't familiar with and having to like watch how other people interact in ways that other people clash in ways that I wasn't familiar with like I got home and I just cried when I got home and it it wasn't Mm. like I said it wasn't even a negative trip but I was like I'm so tired like that was really a lot like to be around someone else's family for like four days and be sucked into that it's a lot like if I see someone has this like in an office I'm always like you really should have your own space your own office like if possible to kind of just like disconnect from other people's emotional energy because it's a lot and like again like if it's positive energy you might get super lifted up by it but like it's just so important to kind of take space and like not take it on as your own Mm -hmm. um but again like the people that I know that have this like they're writing books on like emotional intelligence and like Mm -hmm. their work is to be very emotionally wise so it's just like learning to find that boundary um one other area that I'll mention for you, Becca, that you're very kind of open is in your willpower and your ego. And so that basically is around the fact that like, there might be sometimes like an inconsistent sense of self-esteem and willpower, which means like sometimes huh. you might feel amazing, other times less so. Like sometimes you might like, you know, really have the willpower to do stuff, other times not. And so like, it just vacillates. And like the shadow of that is like a tendency to like overcommit to things, overcompensate, like make promises, feel like you have to keep getting better and better and better. And you're like never doing enough. And like, honestly, the wisdom for you is knowing that like, you've got nothing to prove. Like if you're ever mm. choosing something out of a desire to prove yourself, uh-huh. it's just like going to mostly be the wrong thing. Uh-huh. And so using your gut to know like what to actually commit to and to like not make promises that just like put you out in terms of actually following through or even that feel good in the moment where like you said if I'm oscillating and I'm like on the top where I'm like feeling like superwoman and I'm like let's do it yes and then you know two days later I'm like I can't like that's way too much exactly exactly I love that you have nothing to prove sorry just that the the statement you said you have nothing to prove Mm -hmm. is like so beautiful to myself, yeah. that's how I yeah. feel. That is like I, I I need to prove things to myself, not necessarily mm-hmm. to other people, uh, and that that oscillating for sure, self doubt, and then also like I'm fucking killing it, and then also like I'm never gonna get this right, and yeah, totally. And also like for me, I had this in my design to do, and it's been kind of nice to just like know that the vacillations are there. So I don't get pulled into them quite as much. I was like, wait, I was feeling amazing yesterday. Why am I not today? You know, <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is just like a part of my process and I just like can't get too sucked into it. Yeah, 100%. Um, so another piece for you is you carry a lot, like I said, it's just like a lot of very like independent, like innovative energy. And like you have one of the strengths you have is around innovation, which is basically like ha- feeling this pressure to like transform yourself and your family and your relationships <laughs> in the world. Um, and like, and the thing about it is like it's a super creative energy, but the energy can kind of operate in a pulse. And what I mean by that is it might feel like there are periods where like nothing is happening and nothing is happening and nothing is happening. And then the pulse hits and like everything happens. So it's just like knowing that it's like not always consistent. <laughs> for you. My life. We just 
keep looking at each other just like, oh, that is that is my life. And sometimes there's short bursts of periods of time. And then sometimes like the past year, it is like been boom, 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 like all at once, which I also don't mind. But yeah, totally. And it's also, I think it's really leaning into the fact that like you can't always control when the burst happens. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to like listen to your gut and you can't force it. Mm. you know like my partner's writing a book and i'm watching that he has the same thing and like he'll just have periods where it feels like nothing is happening and then like the creative burst hits and it all happens and so it's kind of just like owning that flow and letting those like periods where nothing's happening just be more like inwards creative time for you That's, rather than like a need for output i'm yeah. totally on the on the back end on the end end of what was that period of like moving crazy change 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 yeah. and this is the first time i think in my life as i'm beginning to sink into this next wave where I'm like, okay, this is nice. And like you're saying, I'm not going to commit to anything. I'm actually going to take one class next quarter instead of like four, trying to cram it all in. I'm going to just rest and not try to make new friends and just sit at home doing my little projects and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like well, the you first started time. like this episode, you're like, peace. <sighs> you're, you're stepping into it. It's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And it's just like letting yourself be in that phase and knowing it's all going to happen again, you know, but uh-huh. you're like, I'm just going to cultivate the space and like wait for the pulse to hit. Mm. Love that. So, um, two other strengths I'd share of yours. One is like, I don't, you know, within business, you bring kind of like the most necessary skills for any business, which is like you help attract all the resources and you help kind of get clear on the vision mm-hmm. and the direction forward. But also just like you being present, like one will make a company far more successful, but two, like you can kind of just really like you inspire the people around you to like go in new directions and like kind of really get clear on their own vision. And it's literally by you just being present to yours, you know? And I think for you, it's not about like figuring out where you're going to do with your life, but it's just like trusting that it's all going to come to you. And like by listening to your gut and responding in the moment, like your destiny will literally just unfold. Cool. Beautiful. (laughs) Works for you. Great. Um, The one other, I want to share two more pieces and then I'll go to you, Jess. So one other strength that you have is I have this one too, and I love the name. It's called freak to genius, which is like such a weird name. (laughs) But the idea is that like, you're kind of designed to have all these like innovative, like freaky ideas of just like ideas that just drop into your head. You don't always know where they come from. And it's often revealed through conversation. So I imagine this podcast is probably a good venue for that, you know, but the idea is that like, if you're, if you don't know how to structure all these like unique knowings that you have and if you're not really invited in to share them like you can be seen as like a total freak but when you're really like invited in and like know how to structure them like you're an absolute genius so just like making sure that your audience is receptive and you're also putting attention like structuring it in a way that people can really hear cool that is like such a cool phrase that really applies to like how i do the things that i do she's so that way she'll literally all of a sudden be like super into something and then talk about it but what's been so cool is like all of our listeners are so like receptive and like interested in learning new things that becca's always like bringing new ideas and things to talk about on the podcast and then we have this listenership that's like yes teach us which is amazing so it's been this great venue it's really validating for sure yeah yeah. Cool. That's great to hear. Yeah. And it's just like, and I love hearing that because like, again, so much of your design is just like bringing new ideas, like new mutative ideas that can just transform people. Um, the last piece I'll share, this is an element called your profile. So if you're looking up your design, it'll be like the weird fraction number. And so you're what we call a three, five profile, which basically means there are two pieces to it. One is that like, you're really here to like move through life and like learn through trial and error, like basically bumping into things, making mistakes, figuring things out as you go. Like you're not meant to really get anything right the first time, just like figuring out all the things that work, all the things that don't 
don't like someone might tell you something works, but you're like, I have to experience it for Mm -hmm. myself, you know? And like, and it's actually, again, such a good venue for you because like you can share all the things that you've explored that like work and don't work. And like, that's actually so valuable for other people. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think it allows a certain like relatability too. just like thinking about social media stuff Mm -hmm. and me being like, yeah, totally. All very, all very practical for me. Yeah. Amazing. And I, I do. It's funny. I see a lot of like people with this three, five on social media and they're like so accessible because they're just sharing their journey in such an honest way. And they're like, I did this. It didn't work. I'm doing this now. And it just like, so leaning into that is so cool. Um, and then the other piece, the five piece of your profile is all about the fact that you're like designed to be like a fixer and a problem solver. And you're here to like come in and save the day and then leave. You're not here to like save the day all the time, which I think relates to like the branding thing. You're like, I'm going to come in, fix everything and then exit, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing is people People can like project a lot of things onto you, like that you can fix them or guide them or lead them or save them. So for you to just know yourself well enough to be like, is this projection actually correct for me or is it not? I'm only going to say one yes to the ones that actually like feel in alignment with what I'm here to do. That's important. Yes. Yeah. This is feel very, it. I feel like this is extremely spot on yes, for you. Yes, Everything I'm, very, I'm hearing, I'm like, yep, yep, yes. yep, yep, yep. Yes. <laughs> I, this feels all very career oriented, which is really, I think, helpful and practical for my life right now. Totally. And the thing is, it's like human design goes in so many different directions around relationships and the food we, I mean, it goes like all the directions, but I think the career stuff is so applicable, you know, and it's just like how we're showing up every day. So, yes. Um, okay, cool. So Jess, you want to hear a few things? Yes. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. So, um, you know, I talked about the empathic nature, a Mm -hmm. few of your open centers. So again, a reminder, these are the areas where you're kind of the most sensitive to taking in other people's energy. So one is like, is your sacral center, your kind of gut center, which means that like you are just very sensitive to energy in general. Mm -hmm. And so the shadow of this center is like a tendency to become super overzealous, to take on too much, to not own enough is enough, to kind of push through your tiredness to try to get things done and make yourself wrong for being tired. And this can also show up where you're like around a lot of people and get like super buzzy and excited and energized. And then you pull away and you're like, I'm actually exhausted, uh-huh, you no. know? And so just like, you know, like I'll give a talk and then I like can't go to sleep for hours, uh-huh. you know? Cause I just like riding off all their energy. And so I think for you just knowing when to pull away and knowing that, again, that like your work is really finding smarter and more efficient ways to work. It's never about working harder. Okay. And knowing that like your role is really about leading and guiding the process and really not doing all the doing. Mm, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I was thinking, Jess, since we are slightly limited on time, maybe we, you and I can unpack after Aaron has to go and we can talk through very like true. how this applies to us and all of that. Very so true, that way very we can true. really get into <laughs> yeah. unpacking the charts. Yeah. Oh my God. So, oh my God. Now I want to hear it all. Um, <laughs> so, um, so two other open centers for you is you also have an open root center. And this one is sometimes a tendency to kind of really feel under pressure to get things done very quickly mm-hmm. and like, and mm-hmm. just like get things done before anyone else and feel this pressure. Like once I get this thing done, I'll be free from the pressure. But like the thing is the pressure never actually disappears. Nope. Your work is really about becoming super smart about like, what are the things that are worth hurrying for? And what are the things that don't matter that much? Cause when you start hurrying for everything, it's just going to burn out your adrenals like crazy. Mm-hmm. And you can really amplify other people's stress. So like, say if Becca's stress, you might feel that really <laughs> intensely and take it on as your own. Like that's going to be a specific dynamic that you two have. Uh-huh. And so maybe Becca, if you're feeling stressed, you're like, I'm going to resolve my stress and then I'm going to go talk to Jess. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, or if Jess, is feeling really stressed and like I'm going to remove myself and release all this stuff that's not mine and come back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How is that land for the two? Yeah, yes. 100 percent. It's yes. it's 100%. And it's actually something that like we had to kind of figure out like organically and have been working on and it's been better since. Yes. That's Good. happened. Yes. Yes. Because yes. we yeah, 
yeah, we take on each other's 100%. Mm-hmm. So then it's like if one person's then projecting stress and the other person's like, okay, okay. And then the other person's yeah. like, ah. or just like <laughs> just two filters of each other. And then like, we'll just have like a full like explosion because both of us are, yeah, feeling the other person and all that. Yeah. Yes. And then you just like start amplifying each other like crazy. Mm-hmm. Rather than be like, I'm going to just, let's just remove ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we'll come back once we resolve this on our own, you know? Um, and then one other open center for you is your open head center. And this one is all around inspiration and ideas. And so basically you're like here to have all the ideas and a lot of inspirations, but also there can be a tendency to kind of lose focus and feel mentally scattered and to focus your mental energy on things that don't matter that much or kind of get lost trying to resolve other people's questions or other people's worries. And so really kind of using your intuition to know like, what are the ideas that are really worth thinking about and pursuing? Like just because I'm thinking about a thing doesn't mean I meant to do it. This applies so much for the podcast. I know. Like... (laughs) like real direct kind of application yes yes and so and and for you becca you can check around that too of like is that really worth focusing on like does that really feel like an important idea because like jess you're here to be so inspired but you're also just not meant to pursue all those ideas you know so letting yourself be i'm laughing because like we've had these specific yes, like conversations have the exact conversations yes oh my god yes and it's and like it's cool because like in these things you're talking about, I feel like we really had the opportunity to like learn from each other about the things that we each need to work on doing. And uh, yeah, I'm you're yeah, what you're saying is definitely so yeah. accurate between the two of us. Well, and I think that again, like human design is not telling us stuff we don't know. It's stuff we do know. Yep. And like, are yeah. just like, it's good to have it validated, you know, because like when we're doing work on ourselves, we're going to discover this all on our own, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just like nice to have like a stranger be like this. You're like, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And um, okay. So let me share a few other pieces. So Jess, you also have this amazing strength, which is all about kind of your, it's your intuition directly connected to your throat, which means that you can kind of speak to the truth of what's happening in the moment. Like just like Mm. these like spontaneous, just like intuitive knowings you have about things. And the idea is again, is you want to make sure people are actually ready to hear them. You know, if they aren't ready to hear those, like just like spontaneous intuitive knowings, you might experience some resistance, but like if they're really ready to hear it, then like, you know, it can be so profound for people. So just like trusting those knowings as they come, which are so intuitive and so in the moment, but also like really making sure your audience is receptive to it. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. That definitely hits home. I feel like that can be like with family and, and friends. Sometimes I'll say something and I don't feel like I'll like I word vomit like in an aggressive way, but I'll say something that'll maybe in the moment, it's like, I know that this person isn't ready emotionally. It's a little too true. Yeah. To maybe hear this. And I need to trust my intuition not to just say that. Right away. I'm really <laughs> interested to unpack that because I feel like a lot of ways as our friendship has developed, it's uh, developed in more of a career aspect sometimes rather than a family or friendship uh-huh. dynamic. So I'm actually really interested mm-hmm. to hear. And even sometimes just asking, being like, you know, I have like a perspective I'd like to share. Are you open to hearing it? Mm-hmm. Like at least just giving them a chance to opt into it rather mm-hmm. than you being like, I see this, you know, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but like you just want to like make sure that they can actually hear what you have to say. Yes. Um, so one other piece I'd share, two other pieces. So one is that you also have like a very competitive nature to your design. I don't know if you feel that at all, but you really are here to kind of inspire competitiveness in the people around you and also like really kind of initiate people into doing things they wouldn't do otherwise. Hmm. You know, to be like invited in to initiate them, but you can kind of like provoke them into like, sh- like just kind of shocking them out of complacency and into a new way of doing things. So there's like a very kind of powerful, provocative energy you carry there. Cool. Oh, I like I that. Like that. <laughs> 
And then the last piece I'll share about your design is your profile, which is you're what we call a six two. So I was mentioning that Becca's a three five. And so the six two it means a few things. One is that like there's a very kind of role model teacher archetype to you where you really are here to kind of just offer like a bird's eye view on things and a, a very powerful kind of objective perspective. But often these people live their life in three phases where the first 30 years is like a lot of trial and error, making mistakes, bumping into things. 30 to 50 is kind of stepping back and like processing all the things that you've learned. And the idea is that when you're 50, is that when you're 50, you're really designed to kind of like fully step into becoming that role model by just embodying all the things that you learn. So like, it's not that that role model piece is not there earlier, but you kind of become the living example of it. Like when you get a little bit older. Damn, 50 and thriving. down for that yes queen <laughs> I, I mean I have, this, I have the same thing in my design and I was like so resistant I was like I'm ready now you know yeah. but it's just like the thing is it's always there and it's just like it just like it's bigger and bigger when we really have the experience and it's kind of something to look forward to is knowing that like that's meant to be like a real time of flourishing you're gonna age yeah. like a um, fine wine baby Ooh, oh, I sure hope so. <laughs> and then the two piece the last piece is basically you also have a very kind of hermit reclusive nature to you so it's really good to have time alone and it's like that's amplified by the fact that you're a projector so so good to have time alone to do your own thing in your own time and you're also designed to be like unnatural at what you do so like I wouldn't mm. recommend you do the things that come hard or feel super unnatural to you like do the things that come easy like yeah. that's how what you're meant to bring to the world and often people have a hard time assigning worth to those things or charging for those things because they're like but it just comes so easy but like that is your magic like mm. lean into the things that come naturally which totally plays into the into the role as the projector yeah exactly. like very cool wow yeah. Well, we're going to unpack it and unpack I know, all this. Feel free to listen, Erin, so when the episode drops, because we're going to talk about all this stuff right now. Erin, thank you so much. Yes. I know that like you looked at our charts and gave it like an overtype, but can you let our listeners know like where they can find you? Do you do consultations? Like all the works. Of course. So you can find me at Erin Claire Jones everywhere. So Erin Claire Jones on Instagram and my website is erinclairjones.com. Um, I do sessions for individuals and couples and teams and all the things. And then also, like I mentioned earlier, I have the blueprint. So that's like a great place to get started, which is again, just like a 30 page PDF looking at all the things we did today and kind of looking at a lot more. And so, and I make those all myself and um, we can also do a discount for your audience too. So I definitely cool. recommend that. Ooh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Oh, awesome. that's exciting. Well, Erin, this is very enlightening time I of know. chatting. I'm so glad we could have you on. Thank you so, so much. Broads, we'll put all this info in the episode notes where you can find Erin. And thank you so much. Yes. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. Bye, Erin. Okay, so Erin had to leave us. And Becca and I are now just going to do a deep analysis dive into our analysis. Um, but before that, we need to pause because clearly after getting my human design chart read, I'm learning that I need to chill on the work for a hot minute and not work as many hours a day, which, hey, frees up some time. Sounds like I'm going to be hitting the town with my girlfriends. And if I hit the town with my girlfriends, you know what I will be taking. DHM Detox. DHM Detox has been working wonders for me, but also for our listeners. If you're like me, you feel terrible the next day after having a few glasses of wine. Uh, Hangovers have always been a personal enemy of mine. And these days, if I have more than, I don't know, one glass of wine, I'm waking up with a headache. Let me have fun, body. So rude. Well, thankfully, DHM Detox is here to help. 
you deserve a few drinks in the evening without feeling awful the next day. DHM Detox uses science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol using a blend of optimized natural ingredients, antioxidants, and vitamins that are going to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol. All you have to do is take two capsules after your first couple drinks, not before, and it helps break down those pesky toxins. Uh, You can even double up and take another pack if you're having a big night, a big holiday work party night out. Uh, And the convenient packs are easy to take with you anywhere. I put them in my purse. They're perfect for the bar, Christmas parties. Uh, You're going to be the most popular person at your holiday Christmas party and save everyone by bringing your DHM detox packets and pass them out like I do. They'll love you for it. Uh, Honestly, if I'm going out for some drinks, it is now officially part of my routine. And by the way, they make great last last minute stocking stuffers, secret Santa gifts, Christmas gifts for family and friends. Um, I definitely put a few DHM detox packets in my dad, stepmom, stepbrother, and sister. I know they party. Uh, DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase. So if you aren't satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back. This is a no-brainer. We've got you 20% off your order. Just head over to dhmdetox.com and use promo code chatty at checkout. That's D-H-M-D-E-T-O-X.com. They also now have free shipping on all orders in the U.S. And if you have any sort of questions about the product, you can send a message to at D-H-M-D-Talks on Instagram and they will get back to you. They are wonderful. We love them over there. D-H-M-D-Talks.com, promo code chatty. Okay. Wow. So first of all, that was like so much info and I'm really excited for shooketh. I'm shook. I'm really shooketh too. And I, I think that all the broads, you guys should all go take this quiz because obviously we talk mostly about Becca and I, and then go like on her site, we'll post it, take the quiz and then look at that blueprint because I like took a a brief overview of, of the blueprint before I found out what type it was. And she gives a lot of great info. So you can really find out. And then if she's off, she's going to give us this discount code that you guys can like touch like base what? with her and like find out, you know, because Crazy. I felt like a lot of it was just like she said, super validating, like understanding your process. Right. Yes. And I thought like, I mean, I feel like she focused more on a career aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but just even her talking about the different aspects, like the sacral, those are like aspects of the chakras. And that could really have like application for health. Like she was saying eating. Mm-hmm. Also, she said she does it with partners, which some of like the, the little advice, she, practical advice she had was like, so like hands on how you can communicate with another person yeah. in a more fruitful way. That's like really helpful. Yeah. She stuff. threw out a couple of lines where I was like, Oh damn girl, wait, I gotta get my pen. Right. <laughs> I know. I was down. like, damn, I should be taking notes on this too. Uh, People are probably so annoyed because every single time we do a personality thing, we're like, that is us. <laughs> Sorry. It's but, all that we know. No, but some of it, I think really cross-referenced other things like the Enneagram, like the astrology, other aspects we've explored before that almost had like almost very same stuff. It really does. And it felt like kind of a, I don't know. I would just feel like I would encourage people to check it out just because at least when she was like discussing yours and mine, you're hearing things like she said, it's things, you know, but things that then you're, you allow yourself to feel okay with. Like I know, for example, right for you, it's like, okay, it's the gut. 
it's the fact that like things are coming at you and you're going to grab hold of them and you know whether it's right or wrong. But I'm sure there's a piece of you and maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I'm sure there's a piece of you that kind of goes like, this is what I do. But sometimes maybe if people criticize it, I go, is this the right thing versus being like, oh no, this is what I'm supposed sure. to be doing. Or like sometimes that feeling, you know, if everyone else around me or in the room is vibing on something and I'm the only person that's like having this gut feeling of something's mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, am I bringing something like personal to this that doesn't really have to do with this situation, you know, and definitely question it. And so talking about that, I was thinking of specific scenarios where I'm like, no, for me, for whatever reason, something was not resonating correctly. And I need to to flow with that Mm -hmm. instead of questioning, like, why does everyone else seem like this is good for them, but not, you know? Yeah. It can give you like such a good confidence. I know with mine hearing, which is so funny to me that like, it was so focused on overworking that here's the thing. I need to hear that because mm. I come from a place, God bless my family, where I was always like the empath, emotional weirdo. So they always very much told me that I was like, it was very much like a, you're not a hard worker. Like you're vibey and kind of are creative and do your thing, but you don't work hard. So my thing was always like, oh God, keep working harder. It has to be endless. Da, 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 Especially da. if you already have that personality aspect and having that sort of like right. drilled into you. And told not the way like, you are. this is how it should be. This is how hard you, you should be working. Like you think you work hard. Look at your mother. Like that type of mentality that hearing like, a, oh no, you're not going to be more productive if you just are nonstop is like very validating. Like, oh. I am a hard worker. Yes. I need to just accept that even if my family says that I'm not. So funny. I had a boss who goes, he was hilarious. <laughs> His name was Carlo. And <laughs> Carlo. Yeah. It. He worked in catering at UC Irvine and he would go, I was interviewing. He goes, I don't need a smart, uh, a hard worker. I want a smart worker. He goes, anyone can work hard, but not everyone can work smart. And I was like, genius. That will stick with me forever. Carlo. <laughs> but it's easier said than done. Yes. And I think too, especially when you're working independently and to have to have to separate out your own time of this is work time and this is rest mm-hmm. time. And this is like, that's mm-hmm. difficult. And it's, it's too, like when you then are sitting with someone like Aaron and she's looking at that and you go, okay, I need to trust internally. It's the same mm. thing where she was saying her partner who's wired in a different way. Uh, or not her partner, excuse me, reflectors who are wired in a different way who need 30 days. I'll be straight with you. I have major judgment with people like that. 100%. Because I go, 100%. you're just not listening to me. Oh. You're not paying attention to like what I'm saying because I'm giving you point, you know, A to You should to, be able to make a decision based off of the information I'm providing you Exactly. With. I've worked hard to provide this information. Here's the information. Clearly, this is the right direction. Why won't you make a decision? Yeah, I don't, I think for me, I, I don't feel quite that way, but I feel like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, it's not for, that complicated, you know? You're not deciding on, like, a, a life or death thing with your child here. Right. This is just about, it's, it we, was, <laughs> you know, what fucking choice are we going to make? This washing machine or that? <laughs> but it's like, oh my God, those people, it's literally not, it's it's just what they need mm. to to output their best work or their best like lifestyle or the best person that they can be. I am really grateful that we work in that same way because I have, I have the, the good thing too about that aspect for us is um, that I don't think either of us ever feel doubtful about the decision we make. For example, no. the washing machine thing. If I decide to go with the one washing machine, 
I'm never going to be like, well, what if I got the other one? You don't one? question it. No. no, you just move on, you know, and I'm really grateful that we work in that same way. Yes. Because <laughs> we're there's, both. No, there's no misunderstanding. Once we pull the plug, we're like, well, this is what we're doing. I guess that's it. <laughs> there's no like, don't, do you wish that we could have done that? But you know, what's so funny is like, I bring up my father-in-law a lot, but I think it's because we're just so different mm. that he's always like, but he's, he's super, super smart and super has been really successful. So then I've always, I'm like, what the fuck am I just, I just, he doesn't understand me and we don't get each other. But he, I think probably is a reflector. Uh. And it's like when you go out to dinner with him to decide where to eat, you might as well have four hours designated to make the decision. And if, by the way, if you push him and you go, let's just make this one. And you're sitting in the restaurant your whole time there is not fun because he's like, this wasn't the right one. Oh no. But <laughs> very, very successful mm. because he's like, let himself be that way and be like, sorry, you're just going to have to deal with it. Like with the people he works with and you're like, okay, that's somebody who knows what needs to happen. I'm also, I was also thinking as she was saying like different, I was like, damn, if you're a projector and if you can like perfect that thing of balancing the art of not overworking yourself, like you could take over the fucking world. I think projectors have that like capacity in that way. She was saying that I'm like, damn dress. If you could like, cause, cause then you're channeling energy towards yourself and you're channeling energy towards your work in this perfect balance. Uh, it's interesting because there's different aspects you talk about that weren't brought up in others. For example, your social aspect. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I wonder what like the social dynamics are with other types. Uh, it's just interesting. What were some of the pieces that really resonated with you the most? Um, the work thing, like you were saying. The work thing for sure. I've noticed, especially like, I mean, you and I have talked about with the broads that like we're hiring more people. And she said that specific thing and I caught it too. Yeah. Where she was like, you don't need to be doing, I don't need to be doing everything that, that work. Right. Like all there, the work. It's, it shouldn't be, it's what you're good at and that's it. Yes. And yes. that's what I know. Like I know personally for me is then draining when it's not something that I'm gifted at. It's just exhausting to me. Like, yeah, and I just won't do it. It's like that's when I used to do sitting, right. Well, I, it's and that's the difference. It's like you're kind of like I know it's not good for me. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, well, I'm, I guess I'm just going to do it, and then I'm exhausted. But the good thing about that difference is that for me, if I can't do it, I just won't do it. And so it's like, pfft, bye. That's like, you know, that's yesterday's news because I'm just not going to do it. Whereas if you can take the time to figure out how to delegate to other people, people, you will do it because, like she said, you are managing and you right. are you are making sure that the cogs are still spinning, you right. know? So that's like so important. And that's, that's what's, yeah, that, that was definitely resonated with me. Cause I'm going like, okay. And, and we've talked about before and we've talked with, you know, all of you guys about how we're making the team bigger. And in the past, like two months, um, I've given different, like I've delegated more and I feel like a new goddamn mm. woman. Mm. And it's like, there it's like i don't feel like i'm calling you we gotta figure this out now da, 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 because i'm like oh i'm doing what you know what i feel like i sh i'm good at doing and i need to do and and i'm enjoying it and whatever and like i'm i love hard work but like when you're overworking and doing that that like definitely resonated like the idea of sometimes it's better to not do everything yourself everybody like sometimes delegating out is the best call yeah she also said that part about um what are you focusing your energy on? And that's where I just started cracking up because yeah, it's just, uh, with the podcast, it's really hard because 
We love all of you broads so much. And we look, don't stop sending DMs and commenting because we love it. Yeah, please, um, please. But the reality is it's so difficult to you. you the, the reality is we cannot connect with every single person because yeah. if, if that was the case, there would be burnout in a way. So like being able to sort of be like being able to acknowledge the spaces that our broads hold. And then also for you, just not overstretching yourself into taking on energy that is just going to drain you yes. of other important things you need to be handling. Right. When well, she said both of us are open, right? So the open empath and you like take on people's energy. And I think like, yeah, like Becca said, please do not stop sending us. Like no. that literally is what keeps us oh motivated. My God. Can I give a pretty quick shout out to Layla? Because one of our broads who listens, okay. she sent us her, Christmas card I each know. one of us Layla. it was like so dude like the validation for each of us I know we both go through this thing of like why sometimes like why are we doing this is this worth it yeah sometimes and like you'll get you'll get like a you know you'll have an episode where you'll upset people and then you know because we are both empaths at the end of the day like you you start to go oh my god am i is what i'm putting out into the world like not good am i hurting or people? even just Should the I... time put into it it's like are people gaining anything from it because like right. if not what's the point of doing right, this and right. then to have the validation of oh. someone being like you're enriching my life or even just like i love listening on my commute to work it's or like i everything. laughed out loud at the gym like oh, that's like it's everything but that being said when it comes to like dms and things um yeah it's been it's like that journey of being like okay i'm gonna spend like an hour a day messaging back and then i have to be done like i can't be doing it all day because you know when it's all let, let's be straight when it's all positive flow coming in you're like oh this is great you know whatever <laughs> fun but you know i mean the the truth of the matter is that we do talk about some controversial things and so there are a lot of dms that can and it might sound silly but someone might send something that'll just get stuck in your head and it literally it'll be there with you 100%. for three days and you go oh my god am i that way or did i damage that person or 100%. i received i received a dm a month ago that honestly it, it it messed me up for two weeks and it was one of those things where I was like and I had to step back so by the way if I haven't been DMing back people that's I just had to kind of be like okay I can't answer yep. because I opened this up and I I was messed up for two weeks you know Fuck, I'm so sorry oh I mean it's it's fine no but I understand because so I go through I try to go through my DMs on my I I do I check in with chatty broads but like I don't really respond actively on chatty broads it's usually Jess thank you Jess but I am going through well, my DMs a lot of followers so I'm assuming that you know there's a lot of DMs it's just crazy sometimes <laughs> crazy but I have tried now actually um Instagram filters my messages between primary and general so in the past I wouldn't respond back to people because then it would get filtered into my main messages with all of my friends mm -hmm. and then I'm like I can't you know I want to be able to respond to my family and friends on Instagram yeah, and so if I get like add in too many other people I can't keep up with anything so now I can filter things into general which is kind of cool so I like responding to people sometimes um but like what I've had to start doing is if I'm posting something that maybe is like a little is a little uh, controversial, divisive, whatever you want to call it. I'll check in to make sure I'm not totally off base and read mm -hmm. like maybe the first 10 or 20 DMs uh, for maybe the first 15 minutes. And then after that, 
stop. I got to cut myself off so that I am not sucked into other mm-hmm. people's energy and not hurt because it's hard to not, you yeah, know, it's personal. You get a thousand good things and then you have one, the one thing that slices through to your yeah. heart. What do they say? Ne- negative negativity is like Teflon, like it sticks. So mm. all the positive things will bounce off and then you just, that one thing will be in your brain. And you're like taking care of your baby and then you're like, you can't stop thinking about it. And you're like, oh God. I know. And, and you know what? That actually, when you were talking about the part that was feeling really validating for you, I felt really validated when she said the thing, like both of you have this thing that is hyper empath. And that to me, like actually got really emotion, like felt really emotional when she said that because, um, when you're talking about family narrative and stuff too, like family and friend narrative have been all throughout my life that I'm unemotional and even, um, uh, insensitive to mm-hmm. other people. And, and then sometimes it's hard when I hear like, I feel like Jess is so easy to see that like you're empathetic. And so that's like, you know what I mean? Like that's easy sure. for people to see. Sure. People and probably think that they can just because you have a different like energy that they can probably throw something at you that you could, that wouldn't bother you. That might bother me. Right. Sure. Because I come off more like, oh, gosh, don't say that. Or just that I'm (laughs) insensitive and not in tune with like other people's energy and how they're feeling. And so she said that I was like, "Uh, yeah, like I don't I don't um, I I maybe don't react in other ways like or I don't have um, physical displays or like the way that I respond may not feel characteristic to what some people would characterize as an empath. But I 100% feel people's shit like 100% mm-hmm. all the time yeah, you and carry. like and I, I can also really pick up on like what's go- like I can hone in on a person in a room and I can which is I think why we both are so fucking good at the bachelor with like calling people <laughs> we're just like oh, I I'm see feeling you. their energy and it's not good <laughs> Feel it in like, my, be nice. I'm like, like then I'm like, I can read it. I'm like, I feel it in my gut. You're like, I feel it in my intuition. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be saying that shit during the season and be like, you got it in your gut beat. I got it. In my. I can guarantee <laughs> if Jess and I are in a room with a group full of people and someone would ask both of our opinions on one person, it would be very similar, very similar. Mm-hmm. Cause like we're picking up, we're picking mm-hmm. up what other people are putting down and that can be so exhausting. I think though, that what's so cool is like you talking about how, people might not perceive you as an empath, but you are, and I'm more perceivable as an empath, is looking at something like human design and realizing that it does look so, like people wear everything so differently, right? So true. So for instance, like, do I come off like I may be more sensitive than you are? Mm. Yeah, but you're probably just as sensitive as I am Mm -hmm. and to be aware of that like I'm thinking about the work thing someone like my mother for instance would would she come off as someone who seems like she works harder than me because I'm a little more like hey how are you yes she does but does that mean that behind closed doors that I'm not working no or we look or it works differently or some people seem like extroverts but they're not and so then you're going why aren't they coming out and they're not a good friend because they're ignoring my it's like no 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 people like when we're looking at that human design thing, it's like, okay, here are the five main things. And then in that there are 2 billion different types of, (laughs) like she said, different options. That's so important to remember, like in those 2 billion, what maybe like 150 million or 200 million are empaths. And how different do all those empaths look? Totally. That's pretty wild with all the different combinations. Yeah. 
Fascinating. I really liked those types too and how she spoke to them about the generator and the projector. Like even though mm-hmm. those are like the main ones, it's just like aspects of how people work and how they flow in environments. That was just, yeah, I hadn't heard it before. That's such a good point of like, because we are all designed as humans differently, mm-hmm. the way that we're going to appear and the way that we're going to react and internalize and all that kind of stuff is so personalized mm-hmm. to who we are and the amalgamation of things that make each of us us yes love it live it love it live it love it human design <laughs> Human design. <laughs> oh, that's boy. the tagline it's just like what the fuck live it love it <laughs> human design have it on t-shirts oh my god well broads please like please 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 um take that little shit out it's cool check this shit out um take the little test thing look at um aaron's blueprint look at your boyfriend's blueprint (laughs) look at your boyfriend (laughs) look at your mother-in-law's blueprint look at your neighbor's blueprint let's figure out each other and also maybe on our um on our post when we post this like i want to see what maybe everyone's main thing is like let's see how many like generators manifestors reflectors i want to see what you broads bring to the table <laughs> yeah which what kind of human designs we got in here <laughs> in these what broads. type of configurations <laughs> um also next week is another the, one episode another one episode because it is the holiday week my friends the holiday week so um we're actually going to be releasing our episode not on tuesday we're going to be releasing on monday because tuesday is christmas eve and we think you know what we're going to give it to you monday if you're mm-hmm. traveling to family friends house whatever you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> And then after that, we have another one weeker where we will be discussing Pete's Pete's contestants. Yes, and not to get confusing, next week we are having on a Pete to talk about Christmas. Yes, two two Pete's in a row, two very different Pete's. The Christmas one's going to be fantastic. Yes, I really, really hope that you broads enjoy it. It'll make you question everything. You're like, you're going to walk into Christmas and be like, do I even exist? I don't (laughs) know. What's the point of it all? But also very No, it's going to give you peace. It really does. In uh, a time that can be joyful and also tumultuous and scary and, you know, uh, existential crisis, all that shit. Absolutely. Boom. Well, broads. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. I can't do it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jet soon, broads. (laughs) Chat soon, broads. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. (laughs) 